Okay, I have no idea what just happened other than we got disconnected. Like all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I was like, I was, I was, I was like, oh, okay, just she's not there anymore. And then all of a sudden, it just dropped. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the, gotta love technology. Um, you were explaining your quote. Yeah, so not explaining it. See, anymore. I'm just in a, this is this is why I haven't recorded a podcast because at any moment with seven people, <laughs> you hear other people talking and having big, huge voices that, and sometimes they say things that probably should not be recorded. But anyway, hey, it's it's live, so you know it's real. And that's, that's what okay. happens. Absolutely, that that's the price that you pay. So you explained right. your quote, right? I explained it, and then and then we was gonna go into um, the second portion of the conversation, which is the anger. So you go from pain to anger. Okay. How, how are you dealing with that anger, or how would you advise to be dealt with that anger? Let's just talk about that anger. Like there's there's revenge anger. There's a uh, you know the loss of control anger. Are you what kind of angry lover are you? That's what I want to know. What kind of lover, angry <laughs> lover are you? Do I seem like I'm an angry lover? Um, I think I think the ones that are really like the, the you know the ones that are like oh I'm so peaceful everything's my my center chi is okay are the ones you gotta really watch out. Uh-huh. Okay, so I think maybe I think maybe you're, you're not, just making that up as you go along, right? No, 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 no. I I, I think that maybe um <clears throat> um you are from Chicago, but I do I do I do think you are capable of a window break. Um, but for the most part, I wouldn't say you're like the. I gotta go get a police. <laughs> well, restraining okay. order on you. No, I'm I'm not an angry person. Period. I'm a revengeful person, or I used to be. Oh, right. And there's a difference. Um, I think that you, um, that you have to, uh, or. Not that you have to. <laughs> Wait, my daughter just walked in and she's standing here just staring at me. I'm recording, honey. I can't answer. I, I don't I don't cook. I asked the people that cook to make rice. They have not made rice. You're a part of the podcast now. Remember the one you didn't want to be on? Now you're a part of the I podcast. Yeah, no, you're part so of it now. You're welcome. I, w- I wasn't going to make rice. Um, so... Anyway, what where was oh anger? I was getting ready to tell you I'm not an angry person as I'm getting ready to test <laughs> yeah, my child. <laughs> Are you sure? Okay. Are you sure you know yourself? <laughs> so I am at peace. Um no, I you know, I, I get it. I understand when you are in a committed relationship and um you aren't centered. <laughs> that there are certain triggers that could make you angry, you know, like having to repeat yourself over and over again to someone or you telling someone something that hurts you or, or agitates you or irritates you. And they repeatedly continue to do that. You start to believe, well, maybe they don't care about how I feel. And that would be a reason to get angry. I imagine for some (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yes or, or deeply frustrated so wait but i like i like let, 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 let's role play because i need to get i need to get the understanding between between revenge and anger mm-hmm. so all right so i'll be the i'll be the boyfriend <laughs> and thank you i just broke up with you i just broke Again? up with you. you broke up with me last show 
you no, just, you okay. didn't make me have a complex. Last time you broke up with me by text or whatever you call Zoom. that. Yeah, it was is zapping. And um You zapped okay. me last week, so now yeah, yeah. you're no, dumping no, okay. me. Can you just cheat on me like every other man in my life? Can you just do that? How about this? How about this? You, how about you dump me? Mm-hmm. And I'll be the revenge or the or the anger. Is that who you are? No, I'm definitely not. I'm definitely not either. Um, so you dump me so I can show you how I handle that or okay. how I, I don't get angry. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, Jewel, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Um, you know, I'm I'm good, Jewel. Um, I'm I, I'm I'm sorry to tell you this, Jewel, but I, I just want to get right to it. I, I really just don't think we're meant to be together. So, um, yeah, what? We, we, yeah, we just kind of take time apart. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Bye. Well, have, a, have a good day. <laughs> tell your mom and them I said bye. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Tell your mom and them I said bye. Oh, never mind. I'll tell them because they're in my basement. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that didn't work out. That didn't quite work out the way I wanted it to. You wanted to know how the revenge part works. Yes. Hey, yeah, don't look for your family. I've got them. It's okay. Um, I guess we can't. Take care, take care of yourself. <laughs> no. Yeah. I guess we can't do it. Neither one of us are revenge people. Um, I will think about it, though. Like, how can I make them feel my pain? You know, mm. but I never really act on it. Because at the end of the day, I, I'm one of those people that uh, if something happens to me, I, I I probably will dwell on it for about a day or two, mm-hmm. and, and then after that, once I get my mind onto something else, I forget about it. Right, you'll let go of it. Yeah. Right. Well, here's my thing. So I, I feel like the best revenge is a happy life. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and I know it was the case with my my first ex-husband the fact that I gotta say first and second um is that I didn't have to do anything to him he was going and headed in this path of destruction and walking away was the worst thing for him and the best thing for me and the best thing for my kids that I could have done and to continue to live this life of of everything that I knew I was capable of doing but wasn't able to do with him because he was stifling and not you know he wasn't a true partner so to show him how that looked was the best revenge and it wasn't intentional but it was just me living the life that I knew I was capable of right Right. and and now this time where probably I could just as easily be in a revengeful mindset and think, oh, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And I did actually do something that was, in hindsight, I probably was definitely a thing of revenge. Um, uh, I think big, long term, uh, me just letting go. And going, look, you know, I don't have to get back at you. I think there will be a time and a place and a day that you're going to wake up and realize what happened and that you can't fix some things you can never fix, you know. Um, And that will be the sweetest revenge is that, you know. And then I say that and I realize that this second one outside of the one act that I that I did, and I don't know if I want to talk about that or not, but I could, I can't, um, was, you know, just letting go. Cause I don't think that they thought I could let go that I, that it would be ugly and messy. And it was like, 
no, I'm, I'm really okay. You know, it's like, I really love you. And I, I was willing to stick around and, and hang in there and do all these things. But if you feel like you need, this is best for you, then okay. You know, so, um, <clears throat> but yeah, I did, I did do a little revenge while I was in China. Oh, oh, you, oh, oh, what? Oh, okay, so, okay, so you got a little bit of revenge in China. I like, did you revenge on, like, did you, did you revenge physically? How did you? Because I need to know the good stuff. Like, what did, what is a revenge? What does revenge look like from Jewel? So revenge looks like when you know, without telling so much of the story, because I really don't know. Okay. Um, when I came back to this, I came to this China because my husband at the time said he didn't know if he wanted to be married. We'd agreed. He said he wanted a year to figure it out. Um, we agreed in that year that we, you know, he, we were separated. We were apart. Um, but he assured me, whatever that means, that he was going to be taking that time to work on him, that it wasn't going to be about anybody else, that that's not his intention. And I, it, you know, explicitly, I, I said, this, this isn't your way of just going off and having a fuck fest. And he was like, no, absolutely not. I'm not thinking about that. I'm not doing this, blah, 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 blah whatever. Okay, fine. So when I come back in a year and it's decided that no, he doesn't want to be married anymore. And yes, we're going to just go ahead and stay separated. I'm going to stay in China. He's going to stay in North Carolina. <clears throat> At the time I had just gotten, before I left, had gotten a new car and um, both of our names were on it, but I was the primary. It was my car. And um, he was supposed to be going out of town and I was going to have my car and be driving around. And at the last minute, he said he wasn't going to go anywhere. And so um, and he was going to go rent a car for me to drive instead of me being able to drive my car around. And long story short, there were some things that uh, I found in my car that no mm -hmm. woman should ever have to find in her car. Oh, yeah, no, that's and, not Right. And I decided to take my car. And even though I was living in China, um, mm. I took my car. <laughs> so he was left without a vehicle. Oh, OK. Well, good for you. Good, 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 good for you to leave, you, to leave your first husband. And it, and it was, and it, shut up. That's the set. And it wasn't <laughs> just the things that I found. It was the car hadn't been maintenance. There was outstanding right. tickets. There wasn't, I don't even know if there was insurance that had been, you know. So right. I, I really felt that I was being, uh, I was on the hook financially for, with someone that I was, you know, getting ready to get a divorce from and that it was probably for the best that. I don't have this huge <laughs> expense over me. Um, and, and that was a part of it. I'm not going to even lie and say that was the biggest part of it because a part of it was getting back going, okay, you can't take care of it. I'm going to take care of it. And you're going to have to figure out your own mode of transportation. So, so I, I, I understand. I completely understand that that happened to me as well. When I was living in China, I left my car with um, my son's mother and she completely just didn't take care of it. So mm -hmm. I had to, snatch it from i didn't want to but mm -hmm. i had i had to um, oh i wanted to yeah well yeah sometimes <laughs> sometimes <laughs> okay so okay so that is the sum up when when jewel wants revenge she's going to take something from you right it, it was so, mine okay Look, stop playing no, you stop did playing. right don't play don't play you did right you did right 
One hundred percent. So you know, let's let's keep let's keep pushing forward. And to sum up to sum up what you know what we're discussing, we discussed pain, we discussed anger, and in that in that last portion, we just kind of you know anger can come in different forms. Um, but the the main point is the positive point is again, let's bring it all back to self, right? It all comes back to self. How do you right. deal with yourself? And and let me say this too that this person was the one person and I have to give him props that truly got me from being that angry, vengeful person. Thank so you that so was, much. So that was really hard for me because he was, I was always just very combative up until meeting him. And he would say like, Whoa, what, you know, what's wrong? Why everything's not an argument. And it was like, but I'm just, I was always poised. It wasn't that I was always arguing. I was just ready. Like right. I was standing there, you know, with <laughs> just ready in combat right. gear ready for it to come waiting as I used to say for the soap opera music to happen and he was the one that was very calm even when I'd get all bothered he would be his calmness calmed me Mm -hmm. and and helped me become centered and to be able to sit down and go okay well let's talk about this we're going to agree to disagree what's your side what's my side is there a compromise or or is somebody going to just take it for the team like okay this isn't that important to me so I'm gonna back out and you can have what you want you know and through and I was able to truly learn compromise and truly learn you know the importance and value of you know collaboration and in agreement within a relationship from this man so you know hands down he was a really good friend and a very good partner for a very long time. But when it went, when it went south and went south very quickly and, and luckily he knew and I knew that it was time to, to go in different ways in different directions. And that's what we did. So I, you know, I have a really hard time telling that story now because I, I don't want anybody to think that I think he's a bad guy. I just don't, you know, I don't think when relationships end that there's always a good and a bad, they're just two different sides and, and two different people and they want or need different things. And that doesn't make, you know, because you don't want the same thing that you wanted 20 years ago. Doesn't make you all of a sudden this monster. It means you're growing, you're human. And that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to evolve. We're supposed to, you know, want different things and, and, and be on a path of, you know, being better for ourselves. And that doesn't always mean that you're going to be better for the person you're with. Right. And sometimes it's, be- it's better to just separate than to hold each other down. Cause sometimes you just, right. it's time to move on for you. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Time- Absolutely. Life. So, um, but Jewel, you know, I want to get to our segment. Is that okay? Sure. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And this is Are You Serious? So do you have an Are You Serious? Mm-mm. Okay. So I I have I have one. And 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 um and then we can we can always bring this back to love too somehow. So okay. I don't know I don't know if you heard, um in New York they there was a mortuary and of course this was a black owned funeral home. Um and it had three U-Haul trucks out in front. And the U-Haul trucks were filled with 60 dead bodies each (laughs) in the the truck. And two of the truck were refrigerated refrigerated, and one was not. That's how they... Oh, no. Oh, no. Because of the smell. So I I thought that was a good, are you you serious moment? Because um, 
like what made you say okay i'm just gonna park these trucks right out front and then like who's watching you this is new york so who's watching you just bring body after body after body oh my god oh that's awful in in the in the trucks you know so so, so i thought that i thought that was a like a are you serious like that's that, sad. That's yeah. That's, that's awful. <laughs> and but, <laughs> unfortunately, that's happening all over the country. And that's and so that's what I was gonna say to, to bring the tire back in to love. Like, where do you have to be to to differentiate the difference between owning a business and just having respect and love for people's dead right. and gone? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like. At some point, you got to be like, okay, I know I own a funeral home, but like, I need to call someone so that I can get rid of anybody somewhere else, <laughs> not like in front of my store. That's just a lack of compassion and respect for human life, not to mention not professional. <laughs> you know, if you value life and you value what you do, you would never allow that to happen. I, I just, right. You know, right. who puts a right. damn body in a U-Haul truck? First of all, I, I oh, God, that just, ah, that makes me cringe. And that reminds me of the this right around the time my mother passed. In Atlanta, they'd found this um, crematorium that hadn't been cremating all the people. That's they were finding bodies like out in this wooded area that was behind the crematorium, and they were saying that people got ashes that weren't the people that they thought that were there, and just just a bunch of horrible, horrible, horrible stories and things that happen. All right, that's yeah, that's your are you serious? Mine, I do have one far okay. light much lighter, much lighter, because this show is getting very heavy for me, and I feel like I need to take uh, some medication. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. See? Some, some I, I, I need a dispensary or something, and I don't <laughs> smoke. Um, no, nah, man, hold on. <laughs> you giving me some music therapy? Yes. Just let the waves run through your body. <laughs> okay. <sighs> okay, that made you feel better. Okay, now let's go. Boom. So What's this is this is this is is along. Uh, the, I don't know if this is really are you serious, but kind of it's just indicative of where we are in our time now. With again all the stay in place, shelter in place. You know, don't go out. The Corona stuff. So in Tampa. You know, now a lot of the newscasts, they are broadcasting from their homes, Mm -hmm. right? And so you get to see all these people and do whatever. So in Tampa, there was a meteorologist who was doing his live forecast from home and um, with a cameraman filming him from outside the window because, you know, still staying separated. And then the uh, segment was interrupted because the meteorologist, his dog, knocked into the computer and just kind of jumped into the frame. It was like, look, <laughs> I don't know. You, you don't normally work from home. This is my terrain, but I'm right. going to be all about this. And it was like the cutest, like, I think he's a golden retriever or something. Yes, a beautiful dog. Uh, he just he hit the computer screen he was yawning he was jumping um at the window for the cameraman (laughs) he was just 
he took over the entire broadcast. So that there's was... like some a lot of like weird creative shit happening <laughs> in, in, in people's homes. Like this guy, I was also reading too. Like this Russian guy, he did. He's a he's, he's a Russian athlete, right? He's some, just an old guy, regular guy. He likes uh, running. He ran laps around his twin size bed for ten <laughs> for ten hours. Oh my god, he was bored. <laughs> he yes. was bored. Like, like I don't care. Like you do not need to love running that much that oh, you need to run circles around your bed in your room. Let's just say he out. had a lot of frustrations built up that he probably oh my God. was Eight he probably yeah, yeah. to ten, that to six at night. He probably no. ran out of hand lotion. And he just decided he was gonna run off all of that frustration. So, yeah. um, so do you have a? So you know, this, you know, we gonna we we, gonna, we we also have um dump it. Do you have a do you have a, a dump it moment? A dish it? Uh, a dish it or dump it? Well, I okay. So, uh, well, this is always it's it's just. Everything. What is going on? It must be something in the season. My dish it dump it just comes back to people that love to tell you bad news. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just um um I just want to put my headphones in, and I don't want to hear any more bad news. And I don't want to hear. I have friends that have friends that are just dying like left and right and left and right and left and right and it just makes me so sad and I don't know how I I don't know I it's like I'm torn between I want to know but then just can you just send me an email and say somebody died and let me decide I want to open it and figure out who it is instead of just saying just blurting it out because I just need time to process right now because I just I just that's just me so what you can do, and we are going to dump that. We're going to dump that off your spirit. Thank you. Um, and, you know, maybe what you can what you can try to do is ask your friends to kind of um, not necessarily maybe pick and choose what to tell you. Because, you know, the, the information that you bring into your circle, into your into your universe is going to affect your personality. You know what I mean? Or, so. Well, and so this is the thing too. It's like someone that was close to me, relatively close to me, passed. Like I knew, literally, probably within an hour after they died. And the person that came to tell me about it isn't somebody that I ever talked to. Mm. It's like, why do you feel the need to tell me? Like, really? Like, and they said it like the next day. And I'm like, yeah, I know it's all on Facebook now. I do read. <laughs> but this is someone that is, re- is close to me. So I know, you know, I don't need you to tell me. I think they're just people that enjoy being the bearer of any news. Well, well, yeah, there, you know, there are clout chasers. But maybe that person also thought, hey, I know Jewel is close to this person that passed. So maybe I just want to send a, a shout out and, and let her know just in case she doesn't know. Just kind of be supportive. Maybe that person it's like you said to me with the lady who stole my ice cream. Maybe you never you never you never you know what I mean you never know what the positive they might have just been trying to be supportive. Right. Supportive is hey I know you and so and so we're kind of close, and I, you know, I don't know. I maybe I'm just being sensitive. This is very possible because I could be just sensitive right now because people keep dying, and I feel like 
I I got some stuff to do before I check out. So it's probably a sensitivity issue on my part. So I need to check myself. Yeah, and you're not you're not okay. you know you're not going anywhere anytime soon because your job is not finished. Um. So you know, and you can't control when you need. So. Just keep pushing forward and don't be depressed about it. Everything's going to right. work. Absolutely. And I, um, you know, I think I have a pretty good, healthy sense of death. So I'm not too, too worried about that part. Healthy but... sense of death. Like you, you know, when people are going to die, what do you mean? No, meaning that I, I think that when people die, we're not supposed to be all sad and more, you know, and like, Oh, they shouldn't, you know, that we're supposed to celebrate their life, that we're supposed to remember the great things about them and, and celebrate and rejoice in the fact that they lived and that we were privileged enough to have time and spend time and share space with them. Um, and so for the most part, I'm not really a break down, get really sad. You know, I may, that doesn't mean I don't cry or shed a tear or something, but I, I don't really get caught up in that whole, you know, death, uh, uh, you know, what am I going to do that? You know, no. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I don't, you know, um, <laughs> so, so wait, so, so is that you? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, is that you? I'm sorry, 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 i you know, seeking volunteers to help us um, create data for the black communities um, of that are so you know you can go volunteer and get a free test, and they just collect your data. They don't keep your blood or anything, or clone you or anything like that. That's the first question I ask: Are you going to take my blood to clone me? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, well, you know, why not? Like. Um, I'll do it. I'll help out, right? So I sent them an email. I was like, okay, I'll do it. Um, because I, because one thing, here, I don't know about everywhere else, but here in Boston, there are, you know, there are no testing. They're not setting up any testing clinics really? in, the black, in the black neighborhoods. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, so we're just walking around here not being tested. Right. Um, so, so, I, so they called me back, right? They called me back and said, okay, hey, um, we got your email. We'd like you to um, set up a time to do your testing and everything. She was like, well, what's your zip code? I gave her my zip code, and she goes, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't see that zip code. Um, let, me, let me talk to someone who knows more, like my, my supervisor. So I said, okay, hold on. So the soup, then the supervisor comes on and was like, um, yeah, you're not, that zip code is not eligible. What? I said, okay, so, 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 like, you know what I mean? I was like, how is that possible that, uh, oh, so only certain black neighborhoods are, are eligible, but you sent me the email right. to, like, it was a direct email. And she was like, yeah, that's weird. She was like, you're, you're on our calling list, but that, that zip code is not eligible. And so, why is um, it we'll based call- on zip code and not by profession or age or some other ridiculous way of it, <laughs> identifying people that need to be tested? That's the gentrification, right? They want they only want to test the black neighborhoods, right? So so she was like, I'll call you back. I was like, okay, I haven't heard from her since. But I just thought that was like, I needed to dump that because it was like, all right, here you are asking for volunteers. You get a volunteer right. and your system says, that 
that you should call me back. But then when you call me back and figure out my zip code, I'm not eligible. I was so like, wait a minute. So what what area do you live in? Do you live in a predominantly? I live in a well. It used to be. It used to be predominantly black. Now it's changing, so it's mixed. It's no longer all black. It's mixed now. Okay. So I think that's part of what 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 what's happening. It's because I live by the courthouse, so it's kind of a it's a changing, right. it's a transforming right. neighborhood. It, it's a gentrified neighborhood, right? They they're they, they right. moving all your people out and moving some other folks in that it, it, that be exactly. doing business but with the, the courthouse on the right side of the courthouse, right, right, <laughs> of the exactly. court floor, right. Exactly. So, the ones that actually get to leave the courthouse at the end of the day. Yes, yes, yes. The ones that work at the courthouse. Right. Those are the ones that can live on. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. So got it. That was my dump it. That was my dump it moment. And um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna dump that for the buffoonery, the just lack of organization. Yeah. That's yeah. Okay. So here we go. You and I. You got your thinking cap on. I've let you wake up a little bit. Fact or fiction, I guarantee you, you are not going to get all five. I'm not going to get any of them. I've already claimed it. Go ahead. What's the topic? Okay. Uh, love. Oh, well, yeah, I'm really not going to get those. I'm ready. Okay. Number one, it only takes up to four minutes to decide whether you like someone or not. Four minutes, whether you like them, not attracted to them. Mm, yes, I'll four minutes. Fact. Okay. Bing, 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 bing. It don't take me that long. Yeah. It take me about forty seconds. Thirty about a. So minute. how long? Like typically, typically, how long does it take a woman to like? I gotta, I gotta look that up. But how long does it take a woman to? Uh, I guess it says four minutes. But when a woman looks at a man, like, when do you know, like, oh, I like Wh- you. whether you will or not, or whether you would or not? Uh, <laughs> yes, basically. <laughs> You know, there's the physical part, so that's kind of immediate, probably within the first. It, it doesn't take long. You know, you can, a, a one minute conversation is really a long time. You can tell about a person's voice. You could tell a little bit about their education um, through their vocabulary. You can talk, um, determine whether they have any humor or not, mm-hmm. if there's a connection or not. It doesn't take a long time at all. You know, okay. Um, if there's any depth, that's what takes a little bit more time to see if they, you know, talking beyond the elevator pitch (laughs) okay um and number two when two lovers gaze at each other's eyes their heart rates synchronize sorry someone's cooking you got Um, a fire (laughs) they get out the house that's a that's a fire alarm it's so silly it's the smoke detector oh my daughter is cooking um what was the question again when two lo- uh, 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 just, just tell ignore us that. if I burn up just yeah. let this last <laughs> podcast sure. uh-huh. when, when two lovers gaze at each other's eyes their heart rates synchronize uh, synchronize their synchronize. Heart. heart rates yeah no I'm gonna say that's fiction which means it's probably true that's like the stupidest thing I've ever heard but no I told you I wasn't gonna get it right but it is fact uh, yeah like I said it was gonna be because it's the stupidest thing oh really okay if you- no so like you imagine so if you stare at someone if you you if two people stare at each yes. other then you're 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 synchronizing your hearts and you can feel their emotions if you say so moment. okay yeah, yeah, I do. I do. You should try it. No, because I, um, I think heart rates no. are a different thing. I don't think your heart rate 
I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a medical profession. I only play. Okay. One. Neither am I. So. It's just a factor. Uh huh. Go ahead. Okay. Number three, falling in love has neurological effects similar to those of cocaine. True. Fact. Fact. You are right. So if you want to feel like you're high, just fall it, it, in it's, love. It's an addiction. Love is an addiction. I've already. Right. You ain't got to tell me. I know. <laughs> Number four. We gonna, no, we're going. not going to get into that. Number four. Even looking at a picture of a loved one relieves the pain. Unless they <laughs> caused you pain, in which case probably not. I would say yes. I think there's a lot in the eyes can do a lot. I'm going to say fact. I, I've looked at people's picture and it's made me happier. It's released some things in me that's made me happy. It's absolutely fact. If you lose someone or mm-hmm. or, or someone passes away and you look at their yep. picture, it definitely the pain. Yep. All right. So the last one is um, thinking of love and sex influences creativity and concrete thinking. Mm, absolutely. Fact for me. <laughs> Just thinking about it, it, it helps me be creative. Yes, it, it does. Yes. So I, I was right. You got four out of five. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That, 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 the good. one I got wrong was bogus. So all of them were facts today. <laughs> what? It was not <laughs> bogus. <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe about the heart synchronizing. I'm really, I'm going to have to look that one up because I think you made that up. Yeah. No, no. You, no, there's always one. You, you think I make all I of do. them up. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's funny. All right, so we was talking about we were talking about love. Did you want to um, did you did you want to go keep talking about love, or did you want to go into? Were we done talking about love? No, we weren't. I, we didn't even talk about like the recovery part of love. Okay, well, I have a quote. Um, you know, because that's what I do, and it it, it has, it's my quote for today. Uh, the quote is the fact that someone else loves you doesn't rescue you from the project of loving yourself. And I think that if we're talking about recovery or getting on after love is gone, that this is the number one most important thing to do is to remember, um, even when you're not in love with somebody else, you have to love yourself too. In order to love someone else, you have to love you first. So it would especially be true after a love is over or relationship is over that you must go back to um, remembering the love that you have for yourself. Because if you love yourself, then you're less willing to do dangerous things. You're less willing to seek revenge. You're less willing to speak bad about because you realize that you talking bad about this person reflects back on you as well because you chose them and you spent X number of time, you know, years with this person. So if you're going to come out and say what a horrible, terrible person they were, what does that say about you being with them this whole time? It wasn't like they just, they, they was good on Monday, but right. Thursday that month, <laughs> right? So that is so key, Jewel. You, you stop talking about people because it only makes you look bad as well. And it, it's a reflection of you, you know. How it, it's more of a reflection on you than it is on them, because we, uh, we we all have our our share of dirt and our share of crap and our share of just not. I mean, we're not perfect people, you know. Right. It, people are not perfect, 
and we don't do perfect things all the time or even most of the time you know we try and sometimes we fail uh, and sometimes we get lucky <laughs> and sometimes we know what we're doing so if you had to if you had to give your just advice on how to recover from a loving situation where you was in love, you went through the pain, you went through the anger. Now, what's your advice on how to recover from it? Besides loving yourself? You should already know the answer to this question. (laughs) For me, uh, it's it's taking some time to be by yourself. It's taking some Mm -hmm. time alone to, to heal like you would any other, you know, injury. Right. Right. Um, if, if you twisted your ankle, if you broke your arm, if you had surgery, if you had a child, whatever, you take some time to let that uh, that wound heal, uh, to to recover from that, to breathe, to get your bearings, to assess and evaluate, uh, to figure out your part in it, uh, to forgive yourself to forgive the other person, right? To right. to modify the goals and dreams you had for that relationship and modify them so that you can see were they your dreams and can you still pursue them on your own without this other person? Um, you know, what other things can you do now that you couldn't do before? There's the bright side. You know, what things do you not have to do now because you didn't want to do them before? Now you don't have to. Hey, another plus, another (laughs) win-win. You know, it's just taking the situation and looking at it a little differently, pouring it into a different glass, uh, you know, and sitting with it and going, okay, now what? But you don't have to do that day one. You know, take the day, a week, however long, you know, you decide and be sad and and cry and be mad and be blue and be whatever you need to be um, and get that out of you so that you don't carry it to the next relationship and the next situation or that you just don't carry it, period, around with you. You cannot carry it. Love is no different than suffering and if any other kind of suffering. You just got to, you just, you, you just got to take time, like you say, take time, grieve it. And then move on to the next phase. Well, I think suffering is a choice. I think there's probably some bumper sticker out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, pain um, isn't. You know, if something hurts, you feel pain. Um, but if you decide to hold on to that and to make yourself feel miserable, that's suffering. So you can choose not to suffer. You know, we can't choose whether someone or something hurts us. Um, but we can choose how we hold on to that or if we let it go or if we, you know, forgive it. And, and get through the process a little bit quicker because we face it and not hide it away and deny it or lie about it or blame someone else for mm-hmm. it. We take responsibility for our part in it. I love it. I love it. Um, are, you, are, you, are you ready? <laughs> are you, are you, I don't have am anything I, to say. I, I don't have anything to say because, you know, for me, for me, recovery is like, okay, do what you got to do to get over it and then be done right. with it. Yeah, you're, you're, you're very good. Men genuinely are usually good at just assessing a situation and going, okay, that's it, done, next. That's it. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. Exactly. But at the same time, hold on, before you, you walk around all proud of yourself, they're, they're also quick to not close a door. 
so that they can be in another relationship and they can still go back to the one beforehand and be like, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, and that's not a good thing. Um, I must say, I give myself probably a 60-40 on closing the doors. Um, I definitely like to close the doors, but I'm not the like the person. Like, if you if you know I need to close the door, and I'm not the person that's going to be like, hey, I just need to close the door. Can you just kind of help me with this? It's it's just got to happen naturally. If not, we just kind of move forward. You know what I mean? Right. I don't know. So, yeah, you're right. So, you're right. Um, yeah, because so, you- some things don't end nice and neat. and You can't just, you know, I, I get that. Yeah, you know. Um, Sometimes you just got to lead a country and leave your shit behind and just go. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes, 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 and that's closing, and that's closing the right. door, to believe yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, age ain't nothing but a number. Going down ain't nothing but a, I, I don't know what is for lunch, but it's gonna be good because I done heard the smoke, the fire alarm, the smoke alarm, the, 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 uh, fan over the thing. Now the blender's going. Um, we next time we probably need to talk earlier before lunchtime. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go back. <laughs> yes, because you guys sound like you're about to have a good old. Let me tell you, uh, holiday barbecue. Look, it's the, well, it is Friday, so maybe this is the weekend feast we have going on with us. Uh, okay, well, I'm coming. Coming over there, so we can we just just give. I, do you have an age? Age ain't nothing but a you number. You can go first. I know you dying to get your story out. No, not because you know I'm not good at age ain't nothing but a number. Um, not as good as you, I should say. Well, uh, Colonel, I think Colonel Tom Moore mm-hmm. out of out of the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, he raised thirty. Thirty million dollars on his one hundredth birthday to support. Oh, thought that was pretty cool. Turn a hundred years old and raise thirty million dollars for coronavirus frontline workers. And, and how did he raise it? Uh, I think he had like a go me a go on me or something like something like that in London. You know. Um, just kind of just kind of be in the face of a of a of a funding project. Okay. All right. Go ahead. See, never too old to be doing some stuff. Uh to make yeah, some too. stuff happen. Okay. Um I, <laughs> I had a story, but I don't know that it was really appropriate. But okay, I'm just gonna read the story to you. So there was an there was a man in Florida, an older gentleman, who had a very large pond by his fruit orchard right in Florida and one night he decided to go to the pond and uh, he took a five gallon bucket and there goes the blender to pick himself some fruits so as he got closer to the pond he heard um, some women shouting and laughing right and as he got closer he saw that some of them were dancing naked in, in the pond right so he kind of made a little noise so he, you know, they would know that he was there and they all went kind of to the deeper end of the pond so they couldn't see him or they couldn't, he couldn't see them. And um, the one of the women said, um, 
we're not coming out until you leave, right? And so the old man um, said, um, I didn't come down here to watch you ladies swim um, or, to, or to make you, um, you know, get out of the pond naked. And he held up his, his bucket and he said, I, I, I'm just here to feed the alligator. But I'm bummed. So anyway, um, <laughs> oh, I love old people. Age ain't nothing but a number. Uh, I, you know, I haven't had any relationship age stories since I've been back. I don't know what's going on. I don't. I I wonder how hard it it is just you know loving in this day of Corona. Like how how is it for single folks? Like you can't go that's out on a, whole, a date, right? That's a whole nother. Ep- that's the episode we need to have because you, the relationship has been halted. Like you know, I I, I think I did on one of my podcasts. Um, like. The Tinder, like the the, the social media yeah. dating, meeting people outside, like no, you're not gonna walk up to a woman and be like, "Hey, let's develop a phone social distancing relationship so that in four months, then we can go have lunch." Right, but oh, like, I did see something though that I thought was kind of cool that happened in New York, where a guy was um, looking out and he saw this woman on the roof of her building, like getting her exercise and getting some fresh air, and so he. What did he do? He he did something to get her attention, um, and, and they started communicating back and forth. I think he like sent. Oh, he had a drone, and he sent the drone over and gave her his number through the drone. And then he was like, "Let's have a date." And so they both set up a date. They she came out on the roof and she had her little table and little picnic. And he sat on his balcony and had his little picnic while they, you know. FaceTimed, uh, right? And this is all during the quarantine, which I thought was really cute. And then um, he was like, well, I want to take you somewhere. And she's like, how are you going to do that? And then he had one of those little bubble things and he was actually inside the bubble. Uh-huh. And they went walking down the street together and like he, she had on her gloves and he had his little inside the bubble and the mask and all of that on and they just like went walking down the street <laughs> together. And I, was like, I love <laughs> right? Western swagger. Like I love men who just have a, just a whole, right. yes, right. like do your thing. Like you see that thing, go get right. it, you know? Right. Don't, don't use, uh, no excuses. Just make it, figure out a way to make it happen. And I just thought right. that was the cutest story. I was like, oh, I love that. That's a, that that's right up your alley. It, like, it really is. You know, I'm all about the love. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Oh. Um, so how you feeling? How you feeling now? Like what are you, are you feeling like uh I'm good. I'm good. Just, you know, trying to get some things off my plate, Hedda. Um I'm dealing with a situation in China and um, I called the bank because you know I can't use my ATM card and called the bank and they said that they froze my card because of uh, too many attempts to get into my account from abroad right and I'm like well Mm -hmm. it is me there was no fraud I'm trying to get back in my account can we can I just get a new pen or do something they were like yeah you know I don't know if I need a new card or just give me a new pen. They're like, we could just reset your pen. Um, all you have to do is come into the bank. 
Right. I'm like, but I'm not in That's- China. And they're like, yeah. I was like, can somebody come and bring all of my credentials? Like my job, <laughs> someone can bring you a copy of my passport. I could be on the phone. We can video chat, whatever. No, you have to come into the bank. I'm like, you realize foreigners can't get into the country right now. Yeah, you need to come into the bank. <laughs> that was the response. That's, that's see, that's they the system isn't set up for any of any of this. So they don't they don't know how to think like, okay, well, what do we do? Like no one no one at the management hasn't said to themselves, all right, well, what do we do about the foreigners that have bank accounts here that can't get back to the bank? They don't care as long as your money stay in their bank. Right, right. So, so that's a problem. So other than that, um, everything else is good. Just staying busy and staying positive and staying busy. And are you going? So um, um, you're about to go on summer break from the job, right? Are you going to renew the Are you renew the time? Nope, we're on the May break right now. So we've got about four days off, um, but they've extended the school year because. You know, even though we got back on time, they started doing online things. So that pushed us off by a couple of weeks. So my kids are going to be in school until the mid-July. Okay. And so I, okay. I, after that, I don't really know um, uh, whether I'm going to continue to do some online stuff with them because everybody else has gone back uh, or okay. look for something somewhere else. I'm hoping the travel restrictions will be off and I can have a little bit more flexibility maybe. Um, right. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. Okay. Well, um, that has been, you know, a good, a good, a good show and a good conversation we had about love and. <laughs> All right. So next next show we're gonna do the whole dating in the day of Corona. Da- yes, let's do that. Dating Corona. Yes, dating Corona. That is absolutely. That is. That's it. Say no more. <laughs> You've been listening to the Foreign Connection. I am your host, Gary, with the fabulous me, Jewel. Until next time. We out.